Thanks for joining us. Richard Pyatt Show here once again. Want to introduce you today to the First Day Shoe Fund. This is a, a special organization in Kalamazoo County that provides students in pre-K through fifth grade in any Kalamazoo County public elementary school with new shoes, even more than the title might suggest, throughout the school year. Maggie Hesketh is the executive director of the First Day Shoe Fund, and she joins us today. Hello, Maggie. Hi, thank you for having me here to talk about what we do today. Well, thank you. This is really interesting. How did the First Day Shoe Fund get established? So First Day Shoe Fund was started back in 2005 by a local lady called Valerie who was out volunteering in some of the Kalamazoo public school buildings as a reading tutor. And she was seeing kids coming to school with flip-flops in the snow and shoes with holes in them. Or even she would hear from teachers about kids that couldn't come to school because they didn't have shoes. And so she just started buying shoes and she would buy shoes that she found, you know, on clearance or on sale. And then when she found a child that needed shoes, she would find a pair that fitted them. And she realized that that probably just her doing it by herself probably wasn't going to be enough. So in 2006, she founded First Day Shoe Fund as a nonprofit, and we've been in Kalamazoo County ever since. And the idea at that time, I presume, was that, uh, like a lot of us used to do or do now, assure that our children have school clothes, as my mother used to call it. We need to get you some new things for school and new shoes for school at the beginning of the school year, hence the name First Day Shoe Fund. So her intention was to make sure that everybody, or as many as possible, had new shoes on the first day, right? That is exactly right. So when Valerie started, she served kindergarten through second grade only. Her logic, which is still true, is that those are the easiest kids to fit for shoes. They just want them to be cute and they want them to fit. They don't care what make they are. You know, the girls just want pink and unicorns and the boys want them to light up. And really, that's all anyone wanted. So she started with the younger kids and she would give out the shoes at summer school. So um, in KPS, in Kalamazoo, they have summer school programs and she would give out the shoes in August and fit them. And then they would have them for the first day of school. Things are a little different now, but we have not changed our name. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Clearly, you've grown and we'll get a chance to talk about that. But uh, that's really interesting. The idea that um, on the first day they had new shoes and she was, uh, you said, buying these herself. Yeah. In the first year before it became a nonprofit, she would just buy shoes that she found. And I think she had friends that helped her and people would donate shoes. But at that time, they weren't raising money to buy shoes, which is how we do it now. Yes. How do you do it now in terms of acquiring shoes? Are you still buying them or do folks donate them? How does it work? Most of my job is spent around fundraising and then buying the shoes. So we get funding from um, local granting associations, local foundations. We get money from corporate sponsors. Um, We try and get each of our schools a sponsor, a local business or a local organization. And the money they give us helps to cover the cost of the shoes for those kids. And then we obviously have individual donors who give us money throughout the year. And then my job is to buy the shoes. So this year so far, I've bought over 8,000 pairs of new shoes. Oh, my. So I have a vision of you uh, running around in shoe stores five days a week or more <laughs> trying to find shoes. Is that what you're doing? 
No, I do actually have a contact at the local shoe store at the mall. And sometimes when they have good deals, she will call me. But the vast majority is that I go online first thing in the morning and I search for who has good deals or discounts or what's on sale today. And then I order the shoes that I need. And then FedEx and UPS, we have some lovely drivers who (laughs) probably get tired of our shoes and then they get delivered to our building. They know you and you know them by first name, I'm sure. Very well. They're very nice people. (laughs) Good thing they are because uh, they're visiting you a lot. How often are you doing that, that online morning shopping? Seven days a week, five days a week? Every day I look, especially at the start of the year when I have my entire shoe budget to spend. Uh, Um, Because inflation is so high right now, we try and buy as many shoes as we can early on in the fiscal year, just in case things keep going up. And I will go online every day, multiple times a day, sometimes searching different online department stores or, you know, stores that have an online presence and just seeing what's available. And sometimes things change in the middle of the day and you suddenly find something on sale and I will pick up some of the shoes I need. A tremendous undertaking, to say the least, that uh, never ends, keeps going and going. I want to latch on to something you said earlier kindergarten to the second grade in the beginning because that was the focus because uh, those are the easiest to buy for. Clearly, you're uh, including, what is it, through fifth grade now, and uh, you're apparently working with children for whom it isn't as easy to buy. Why is that? Correct. So now we cover, as well as changing the grades, so we cover pre-kindergarten through fifth grade if they're in a public elementary school. So it used to just be Kalamazoo schools. It's now all of Kalamazoo County, which means we serve 48 different buildings. So we give out shoes at 48 different school buildings to kids. And we try and buy all sorts of different shoes. So I have everything in the building from a toddler size 5 to a men's size 14. And all the half sizes in between. And then we buy wide shoes because about 15 or 20% of kids need wide shoes. And it seems to go up every year. And then just this year, we've started buying some um, specially adapted shoes called Billy shoes, which are these really cool shoes that zip all the way around um, for kids that wear like AFOs or leg braces or orthotic devices. It means that they can get their foot with their brace straight into their shoe and they can zip it up by themselves. Um, And so that's our new addition for this year are these very specialist shoes for kids who have additional physical needs. Incredible. So you start listening to all of this and you realize there are a number of considerations that that, uh, maybe Valerie thought of or didn't think of in the beginning when this undertaking started. This is serious business. There's a lot of coordinating and there's a lot of considerations to uh, make sure the program is inclusive. Correct. Yeah. I mean, when Valerie started, she did a great job and she was here for many years working as a volunteer executive director with a board, you know, growing the program. Um, But since she stepped away a little bit and we've now got paid staff, it's me and one other member of staff, and we still have a board of directors. We've been able to expand our program to cover more age groups, more schools, um, different kinds of shoes. And currently, one of our big focuses is making sure that we're buying the nicest shoes we can. I have two kids myself, and my logic is if I wouldn't put my children in it, I'm not going to put somebody else's children in it. 
So we've moved away from buying unbranded shoes or shoes necessarily from Walmart. And now we're only buying brand name shoes. Reebok, Adidas, Under Armour, nice shoes that the kids will want to wear. Shoes are a really important thing for most children. It didn't used to be like that when I was at school, but now shoes are the important thing. So we want them to have comfortable shoes that fit so they can do gym and recess and sports. But we also want to give them shoes that make them feel confident and that it means they fit in with their peers. So it helps to cut down on bullying. It helps to increase self-confidence, as well as giving them the physical aspects to being able to run around with their friends. Think about that, folks. It's not as simple as just emptying the rack of what's on sale today and then repurposing those in this effort. There's a lot of underlying considerations here, and Maggie's begun to talk about that. The idea that if uh, someone doesn't fit in, they can be a bullying target, and we don't want to be the cause of that, right? For sure. It's really important the kids like the shoes. And when we take them out to the schools, we take out one pair for each child. So um, caregivers go online and they order the shoes they want. So they say, you know, my daughter is in fifth grade at Woods Lake. She needs a girl size six. I'd like it in Velcro and I'd like bright colors. And so we pack up the shoes from the warehouse and we take them out to the schools And the difference, I think, between what we do and what other organizations can do is that we take them out and we fit them. We don't just give them to the school and say, here you go, have some shoes. We make sure that every child gets a pair of shoes that fit, that they like, hopefully on the fitting day, and that they can take them home and they're their new shoes. So when we go out to the schools, if we find a child that doesn't like or doesn't fit the pair of shoes that we chose, My colleague, Gloria, and I, we travel with about two or 300 pairs of shoes in our cars, and we take them into the building, and if their shoes don't fit, we swap them out for a different pair until we find a pair that works just perfectly for the kid. Well, it's a tremendous undertaking and clearly a lot of work, but imagine if uh, you've gone through all the trouble of finding these shoes and bringing them to the right people in the school, and they then drop the effort and don't fit them, I would imagine some of them get wasted. So the effort is not as productive, is it? So this makes a lot of sense. Correct. The fitting is the most fundamental part of honestly what we do, because a lot of families, a lot of caregivers honestly don't know what size shoes their kids are wearing. Um, Like me growing up, I often wore hand-me-down shoes from my sister. So they fitted as well as my dad thought they fitted but they might not really have been my size. I might have needed them wider or slightly bigger, but it's what we had. Mm -hmm. So we have volunteers that come out with us to each school and we measure their feet and we make sure the shoes fit so that we know that those shoes, when they go home with them, they're going to be able to wear them and they're going to be useful. And like you say, they're not just put in a closet because they didn't work. Yeah. So how do you grow this, Maggie? You uh, clearly are doing more grades and more buildings and fitting more shoes on more feet. What's your vision? So we did. When I joined the organization as executive director in January 2022, I realized that we were doing this once a year and that's what we'd always done. But kids keep growing and anyone with little elementary students out there know that their feet don't stop growing. And so what we were seeing is the shoes we were giving to the children would be great in the fall, hopefully through the winter, but then they didn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. So then they were still having the same problem. 
So this year, for the first time, we went back out to 10 of our 48 schools in March. And we gave those schools the chance for their kids to reorder a new pair of shoes if they needed them. And so we gave out uh, just over 1,400 pairs of shoes at 10 schools. And we fitted them in five days. And what we were seeing was children coming back through in the shoes that we'd given them in the fall. And we recognize our shoes because we buy them and they live in our warehouse. So we knew which kids had had our shoes before. And we would see that they're coming back in pretty well worn. Some of them didn't fit anymore. And for lots of children, the shoes that we give them are the only pair of shoes they have. They don't have spares. Some kids don't have winter boots. So they're wearing these shoes. They're the only shoes they have. And so they don't last as long as maybe my kids' shoes might last, who have different Mm. options. And so we're now working towards having two distributions a year. So we did 10 schools in March. We'll do all 48 schools in September. And then next year, we're hoping to do between 20 and 25 schools in March. Hopefully, in the next two to three years, we'll be able to move to a point, if we can get enough funding, that we can have two full distributions six months apart. So kids hopefully will always be in a pair of shoes that fit them. Right. The need does not go away. It it just uh, is satisfied for a while. And then we're back at the at the starting line again. So how can people help you accomplish this? Not just your your plans for growth, but certainly those too, just uh, in general, how can folks help you? So as I said, we have a really small staff. We have I'm full-time and we have a part-time program coordinator. So as you can imagine, fitting 6,000 pairs of shoes is impossible with two people. So one way that people can get involved is by volunteering their time. There are lots of opportunities for people to come to our warehouse and help unpacking shoes or inventorying shoes or even packing up the shoes before they go out to the schools. We always need volunteers to go into the schools and help the children try on their shoes. So as long as you like children and feet, that's a great volunteering opportunity. Um, Last year, we had about 300 volunteers in 10 days. So we always need people um, and people can check us out on social media to learn more about what volunteers we need. We have a Facebook page that's pretty active um, and you can see what volunteering opportunities we have. Obviously, all of these shoes we provide free to the children, but they're not free for us to buy. So as we provide more shoes, our shoe budget continues to get bigger and bigger. So another way that people can support us is by donating funds. Um, That can be individuals donating funds. Or if you work for a local business or organization that might like to get involved, um, you can sponsor an entire school. So you can choose one of the local schools that we give shoes to, um, depending on the size. That depends on the donation we're looking for. And the best part about being a school sponsor is that on the day the kids get their shoes, you can bring your staff from your organization out to help those children try on their shoes. So you can directly see where your money goes, which is one of the few places I think you can actually do that. And most of our school sponsors come back year after year because it just is such a rewarding thing to do to see exactly where your money's going. All right. So there you have it. There are the ways you can help. And if you'd like more information, simply go to firstdayshoefund.org and the information to contact is there. And as Maggie pointed out, if you just go to the search box 
on Facebook and type First Day Shoe Fund. You'll find that page, follow it, and then you'll be able to see uh, the late breaking news about what the needs are and where events are and, and how you can help on a more immediate basis. Well, congratulations, Maggie, on the success that you've had with the First Day Shoe Fund and the plans that you have for growth in the future. And uh, we look forward to hearing an update soon. Thank you so much for having me today, Richard.